0: Welcome to the CHC School of Ministries podcast. We are one of Brisbane and Australia's leading Bible colleges. We combine a dedication to Christian truth with a passion for spirit life and a commitment to academic excellence. You'll be hearing from a variety of students, lecturers, pastors and team here at SOM. We pray that these episodes inspire you, grow you and help you to transform your world. Hi there, Pastor Andrew Staggs from the CHC School of Ministries. I was looking at my bookcase today and I came across this book by um, L. Thomas Holdcroft called The Holy Spirit, and it just took me back to when I was a 21-year-old youth leader in a large local church, and I was working full-time. Our church had a Bible college that ran on a Monday night part-time. My mentor was teaching the unit, the Holy Spirit. And, and, and this is the first academic book I've ever bought uh, as it related to my ministry and my Bible and my theological training. And, and I was just filled with a sense of wonder about how the lights came on for me about Holy Spirit. And in that set of probably 10 or 12 weeks of study, how much my world and my life and my mindset and my spirit expanded as I began to realize, understand the power of understanding the person of Holy Spirit as part of the Godhead. And I've come to know Holy Spirit as a friend, but also a comforter and a counselor. So in the next few moments, I'd like to talk with you about Holy Spirit being God and as a person. A scholar once wrote, and he emphasized this, that Holy Spirit is an agent of God's work in the renewal of the world and is a facilitator of human action with God. Just think about that, that powerful quote as we talk through it. So I've realized that in order to experience the fullness of Christianity, we have to know God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit this is fundamental to our knowledge of God and our relationship with Him. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, we see one of the first references made to the plurality that exists in the Godhead. When God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. You can see here, right in the first book of the Bible, in the first chapter, that Holy Spirit is a member of the Godhead who enters and subsequently resides in us as believers at our moment of salvation. Holy Spirit plays an integral part of our salvation, our redemption, our sanctification, or our holiness. But more than that, Holy Spirit is a special person in his own right. To spend time learning and learning to know the Holy Spirit is one of the most beneficial things that we can do as followers of Christ to enrich our life and live the life that we're meant to be living. So in order to understand who Holy Spirit is, we need to first understand what he is not. It's unfortunate that even the church world often calls Holy Spirit an "it," or describes him as in the form of tongues, or defines him as an emblem like a dove or or the wind. Some declare him to be merely just an influence or a power. One scholar, Pickett, elaborates further that if we think of Holy Spirit as merely an impersonal influence or divine power, we actually rob him of the honor. And the worship that he is due. He is God. He is and has the attributes of God's. Holy Spirit is eternal, all knowing, all powerful, and all present. God is three persons in one the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And God became human in Jesus so that Jesus could die for our sins. And Jesus rose from the dead to offer salvation to all people. Through spiritual renewal and rebirth, as we know. When Jesus ascended to heaven, his physical presence left the earth, but he promised to send us the Holy Spirit so that his spiritual presence would be still amongst mankind. And if you've got a Bible, you may want to look up Luke chapter 24, verse 49 there. The Holy Spirit first became available to all believers at the time of Pentecost as outlined in Acts chapter 2 because in Old Testament days the Holy Spirit empowered specific individuals specific purposes at specific times now all believers have access to the power of the Holy Spirit and that's made available fully to us it's a, it's a wonderful it's a wonderful thought for us to try and get our heads around holy spirit serves and reveals Jesus Christ as did Christ did to the Father. It's a wonderful interdependent relationship, Jesus leading to the Father, Holy Spirit leading to Jesus, Jesus leading to the Father, this perfect interdependent uh, relationship. Holy Spirit is holy and believers, followers of Jesus Christ, we live under grace and we're justified from our sins in Jesus Christ. But willful sin and disobedience affects this ongoing relationship. So the nature of this new relationship can be best described as the fruit of the Holy Spirit. We must learn to be Christ-like and also to be Spirit-like. And Jesus is Lord and the Holy Spirit is is too. So having said that, moving towards something really practical, it, it is important that we have a regular time and a place for encountering our Holy Spirit and, and talking with him. First, we must acknowledge uh, the full eternal eternal deity of Holy Spirit. He, he is God. We must affirm his co-equality with the Father and the Son. Thus, we must view his divine personhood and his ministry seriously. He's not like Casper the Ghost, as some people have called him just in the ethereal coming between walls and just making random guest appearances. This is important because Holy Spirit is God and we must bow before him in humble respect and obedience. Secondly, we must learn to verbalize the doctrine of the Trinity accurately. We must not be sloppy in our choice of words or our expression of the relationship of the three persons within the divine being. And since we affirm, big idea, Trinitarian monotheism, we should be able to defend that teaching from the Scriptures, from the Word of God. So it's important that we learn about the proper subordination from the person of the Holy Spirit. And so from, doing, from his doing the will of the Father and the Son, we too can learn to be submissive, in our homes, our church, and our society. That's why I love Holy Spirit. He's there with us to help us to become like Jesus. Holy Spirit has all the attributes of personality. A couple of quick scripture references in summary. The Holy Spirit has an intellect. He has emotions. He has a will. Uh, he teaches, he witnesses, he guides, convinces, and he restrains. Holy Spirit commands and he directs all of mankind. He intercedes and he can be obeyed. He also can be lied to. He can be resisted, grieved and blasphemed. Within these divine human attributes of Holy Spirit, he can also relate to people as he also relates to the Godhead. I love talking about Holy Spirit. I collect quotes and... Key themes, like, for instance, scholar Gramecki says this, First, we must not be afraid of Holy Spirit. He's a warm, loving, divine person. He's not a dark, mysterious, ethereal thing. We need to see him for who he is, not just for what he can do in our lives. So how can we do this? As I said before, a helpful way is to read the scriptures each day and sometimes take a pen and a, a paper, with you at hand, and whenever you come to a passage where the Holy Spirit is mentioned, list it. That's what happened to me the very this morning. I'm working through one Peter one, and it talks about the way that Holy Spirit sanctifies us, and he helps me to be obedient to Jesus Christ. So, when you find a scripture, you think about the personal qualities of the Spirit, which be, can be gleaned from a passage and I encourage you to write them down, and and then when you pray, you thank God for these personal traits of Holy Spirit. Second thing we can do is that we must worship God every day in spirit and in truth. Love him with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. Love God as the triune God. Focus on the three persons, not just on the Father or the Son. Some of you may have seen a great book written, called Good Morning Holy Spirit. It's a great way to start the day if you're not actually engaging with him at that level yet. Third, we must bond with Holy Spirit. Realize that he lives within you and he wants to empower you. Thank him for being your teacher, for being your encourager. Be conscious that he is the paraclete. That's the Greek word for Holy Spirit, our comforter. The fourth thing we can do is that we must be careful not to sin against him. We must remember that our sinful actions and our attitudes grieve this holy person. He's very special. He's sensitive, but also very powerful. So a couple of quick keys if you're writing notes while following along. A couple of steps to knowing the person of Holy Spirit. Number one, you can be conscious of the person of Holy Spirit and know that he dwells within you. One of my mentors often prays this at the beginning of the day. He says, God, Holy Spirit, I open my heart and my mind to you right now. I copy that from time to time. I deliberately position myself in a place where I'm conscious, I'm aware of Holy Spirit's presence. Second thing you do is know that he is your helper, so you can actually ask him for help. For me, Holy Spirit's a bit like I can seem like a coach, like I want to actively partner with him, but also too, when I get stuck, I often speak in tongues and Holy Spirit will give me revelation, or I ask him and I have a, an impression or a sense of an answer, a response, something helpful that he's guiding me with. You may also choose to dedicate your day and all important decisions to him. I know one great leader who had a great book called "Holy Spirit: My Senior Partner." Did not move into the day until it had been dedicated in prayer. All meetings, appointments, prayed for in advance, asking for specific posture or strategy for that time for the benefit of other people. Encourage you, expect Holy Spirit to talk with you through his word. The word of God, the Bible says, is living and active. The Holy Spirit who helped inspire the writing can also turn a logos, the written word, into a rhema, and now word of God, part of a kairos moment where he can speak into your situation. I encourage you to listen to the Holy Spirit. Still yourself so that you can receive often an impression or the still small voice. Talk to him. Ask him questions. Develop a friendship. I know some people talk to the angels around them. I encourage you start with, cultivating a working relationship with Holy Spirit. Talk, um, be aware of his presence, as I mentioned. Learn how he guides and acts. There are many nuances, very uh, interesting sensitivities of different ways that Holy Spirit can speak to us. Expect to be convicted, inspired, comforted, or spoken. I know now I have a sensation within me when I go to say something, I have this sensation, it's almost like a sensation or the presence of Holy Spirit within me going, if you keep speaking that idea, you're going to be apologising in the next five minutes. So I've learned over decades of walking with him to, to listen to that sensitivity. It is real and it is true. Learn more about Holy Spirit and practice his presence. I know this is a personal quest of mine Uh to do what the Apostle Paul says in the New Testament, to live in the Holy Spirit, to live by Holy Spirit, to walk and to march with Holy Spirit, this Spirit-filled life in partnership with other people. You can encourage it too to repent of attitudes and activities that offend Holy Spirit. That's very powerful. And finally, sense his will and sense his moods. Holy Spirit uh, wants to be in our lives. And there's some things we can do that promote his presence. There's some things we do that repel his presence. How's that? How's that for a taster on Holy Spirit? I oh, just I love Holy Spirit. I'm so thankful for the period of study that I did in my early 20s and it unlocked a whole new series of revelations about a wonderful revelation that I can have with God himself. So I encourage you Um, at the college here we've got – courses and uh, intensives around uh, Holy Spirit, I encourage you, like other things we teach in the unit, we talk about uh, Holy Spirit's work in the Old Testament, uh, how Holy Spirit worked in the life of Jesus, Holy Spirit in the the church, uh, contemporary understandings of Holy Spirit. Like I know, um, when you have a contemporary understanding, it it links to other books like Pentecostal Theology, um, When we talk about Holy Spirit in an academic sense, that's called uh, pneumatology. Uh, It's the study and the work of Holy Spirit. There's other new one. These are brand new releases by Frank Macchia. This is a book called Tongues of Fire, a systematic theology of Christian faith as part of a new word and spirit uh, series. That's another principle we talk about in a course. You need the word of God and the Holy Spirit working together. It's not either or. I'm just so thankful now. This is the best time to be studying Holy Spirit because uh, there's so much more being written because um, Spirit-filled people are moving into the thinking space, the academic space, and are really writing some very, very good new books that can really help us. We talk about baptism, Holy Spirit, the power of speaking in tongues, how signs and wonders work. I always show in my classes mini-clips from Pastor Phil Pringle from the C3 Network. Just a massive... A great example of a minister who moves in the power of the Holy Spirit and even understands like the anointing. We talk about the anointing, the tangible presence of God. And we'll probably go through 70 or 80 different definitions of what the anointing means. We talk about fruit of the Holy Spirit, uh, how to have build faith, spiritual authority, and how we can minister in the Holy Spirit today. So lots of lots of good opportunities. So I hope you found this, this helpful. Um, I'm really excited about Holy Spirit. And let's go on a journey together. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the CHC School of Ministries podcast. We have a lot of exciting things coming up at SOM this semester. So check out the description for ways that you can get involved, grow yourself and learn with us over the next few months.